0: guys welcome to style direction a mentor podcast without the stuffiness i am ethan m wong and me
1: well you (laughs) you might know me as little spencer
0: little spencer
1: podcast yeah the uh los
0: los Um, i say the lso but to film heads that's the london symphony orchestra who famously recorded the score to star wars the original one you're so right i'm 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 yeah i tried to think of a joke but i couldn't do anything there no, um before we start facts it's just uh i'm spitting f's dude yeah spitting f's taking l's <laughs> it's kind of sad yep. <laughs> uh before we start i just want to say that we are officially launching our openness to sponsorships
1: we have a lot of housekeeping um yes, we should, yes we do. We should get out of the way right now. First of all, yeah. last before we I don't think we've mentioned it on on air yet. We did launch nope. uh a Twitch which we're starting to use yes. a couple times a week. We have yes. a YouTube account up. Nothing's on it as of recording, but we're going to start uploading our old YouTube videos and these Well, can, not or not, well, not, not old the, YouTube videos. The, the old, old we're going to upload uh, our episodes to YouTube.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that way, you know, if you uh not I'm sure if you guys listen to this, you probably have already heard all the episodes, but say you want to share it with someone who doesn't use a podcast and just someone that, you know, I know a lot of people who use like YouTube music. So if you mm-hmm. want that platform, it's there. Yep. Um, we are also, yeah, we have the Twitch, which we mainly stream Call of Duty, but whenever Spencer uh, or I play a game, the other people, aka Matt, don't get on mic and MJ, don't get on mic. Um we'll be you know facilitating conversations about menswear as we are you know going through it so that's and also just, the last time that's just
1: we talked about star wars twitch.com slash style. twitch tv twitch.tv twitch.tv slash style and direction on direction give yes. us a follow we're trying to get to the 50 followers so we could become yeah affiliates. that'd be I great right now we're at like 33 or something like that so pretty good it's a good age yeah <laughs> that's when jesus died <laughs> that's that's right that's yeah.
0: right. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we are big Christian fundamentalists. That's not true. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, we, it's like Silicon Valley. You can't. You can do anything but be a Christian, right? You just finished that show today, right? I did. I did crazy stuff, but mm-hmm. um, uh but that's we not are the point also, that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are also launching a. Uh, we're opening ourselves up to sponsorships so if you are a brand it doesn't have to be strictly menswear but if you're something that you know kind of falls in line or wants uh to be uh have your ad copy read on the air of Sound direction and you know featured in the instagram stories and whatever like the role and yeah and the um the show notes uh feel free to message us on instagram or email us uh direction at gmail.com we can send you over a uh little I guess a term sheet and I've been watching Silicon Valley. So i have been thinking it was like business and capital and, yeah. and stuff. So it's been really fascinating. But yeah, we're, and we then, just want
1: to, we're just trying to, you know, it costs like about $180 a year to host this podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah. We're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to like recoup that and maybe get enough, for some yeah
0: and, and and we've said this before but like you know if we get that kind of stuff we'll probably put out more content as well Because um, we, we we
1: were looking at this website that is like a middleman for podcasts looking for sponsorships and none of the stuff that we saw we were interested in we didn't want to like ad. we didn't want to advertise like you know real estate investing on the show because i don't think that you guys would care about
0: that. yeah and also like it would have to be attractive to them uh, for our platform so as well. We're, so we're, it's, we're looking for if you, brands yeah, that we yeah. If like. you if you listen to this and you're probably a friend of ours and you're interested in the in the thing, you know, it's not we're not going crazy here. But if you're interested, maybe we can help each other out. You can send us an email, send us a message. And I don't we like will when you say maybe we can help each
1: other out. That sounds like it's bribery. No, what I meant is
0: like you you know, hey, you contribute to this, and then we get your message because you know we're and most of the brands we know are like kind of friends of ours, mm-hmm. whether directly or. Uh, you know, we know the people who work there, and we like to share the story.
1: But uh, I mean, of, anyway, of the, the, all of this culminating is that we're just trying to, like, you know, take the podcast up a step. There was a while exactly we were, we were releasing exactly. ep- episodes very infrequently. At least for the last couple months, we've been pretty consistent, and so we're just trying every to... two
0: weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're also looking at Patreon, which uh, the account has been made, but we're still trying to figure out some of the Don't, stuff I mean, in there.
1: You, you can subscribe to it right now, but I mean, we're not going to like. Ask you to because there's nothing uh, for you. There's
0: nothing. Yeah, we're we're, again we're 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 continually working on this to make everything better. Um, well, you know, if that happens, we can probably make more episodes that way. You know, uh, it's more worth it to contribute and everything. Um, and then we are also working on making a Discord, uh, which Mm -hmm. is kind of more more podcast community focused of my Facebook group, but more because on Facebook we have the Street Experts community. It's kind of general, even though you do have to sign in uh, onto a Facebook account and answer my very reasonable question of who writes the fucking blog, and you'll be surprised about the weird names people come up with who don't know. Uh, but this one will be, you know, it's more, it's easier to get in. You know, it's it's it. If you don't use Discord, it's like Slack, and if you don't use Slack, it's it's, it's just like a messaging like a, service. It's, it's a messaging place. Yeah, you know, I, I already have ideas of you know. You know, every once in a while, Spencer and I will be on there. You know, you can talk to us. We'll put our eBay links in there that I think that'd be kind of cool, kind of like to put this on thing, except maybe more frequent because Spencer and I uh, in our free time go on eBay and we'll send it to our friends. And we are like, maybe other people might be into this. Mm-hmm. So, and as Spencer said, we are continually, the quarantine has helped us we're bored of new ways <laughs> we yeah need, we're we bored and right now it's like what like the eighth week of quarantine or approaching the eighth week right now um at least at the time of recording mm-hmm. uh, in press, uh, but not this is not press time um <laughs> but but yeah so it's an exciting new thing i've been you know i'm really pumped for this um we're really glad to have mj and matt kind mm-hmm. of help us out here again please don't get on mic please and yeah so anyway on with the show now if you guys have been on MFA or you guys are vaguely tapped into the world of, you know, the fashion industry, you know, I, I recommend following Business of Fashion. Uh, I don't really look at it that much, but occasionally there's something relevant there. Or do you recommend you will following know that, it? I, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's it's cool mm-hmm. to have, you know. It seems smart. It's like, you know, subscribing to The Economist or something or yeah. New Yorker. <laughs> um, but... You guys will know that Jake has filed for bankruptcy or yes. is in the process of doing that. I don't know what it will be like in press time, which is again two weeks after the recording of this episode. Um but yeah, you know the crew has been in the conversation a lot. It's been in MFA. Uh Derek Guy from Die Workware has written about it for uh at least a couple of um Yeah, he had an op ed in the
1: Washington Post uh yesterday. Yep.
0: Yep, and yeah. he also had one uh, for put this on where he is the editor of that of mm-hmm. uh, that pla- uh, website, and so we thought it'd be kind of cool, to kind of discuss J Crew and because I mean of... it's like
1: you know I think I think uh, a couple things I want to make clear I am still uh, an employee of J Crew, um, I have nothing bad to say about the company that I work for, I've uh, enjoyed my time there, uh, my again still currently employed, and I enjoy yep. all my coworkers. Um, and the third thing is that even though J Crew has filed for bankruptcy, um, it is not closed. It is just restructuring. Obviously, yes. You know, it's like it's not it's not impossible that it closes by the time this episode comes out. But for the time being, I am going to be acting under the assumption that J Crew still exists and I am still employed Yeah. There. Yes. Yeah.
0: So if you guys don't know about J Crew, there's uh, we'll add this in the show notes. But there is a great. Guide to it. There's two of them actually. Um, on MFA, uh, again, male fashion advice—a great place for mm. you know young people to kind of discuss menswear on Reddit. It's one of the biggest menswear communities as well. Um, but you know, it's it's a brand that's been around for a long time since like the '80s, at mm. least in its current or not in its current form, but like that's when it was turned into J Crew and it became like a mail order.
1: Yeah, uh, for a while it was, it, it was just thing. the catalogs, which is part of the reason why the catalogs are so you know famous
0: yeah exactly and you know that's it was like classic american americana clothing i think even my mom really liked um shopping from it like it was i mean
1: it was very like it's like you know uh, it's it's it was very preppy like polo ralph Lauren. and that's something we have in our notes here (laughs) i didn't mean to set it up so early on but i mean this was a very like 80s polo kind of brand
0: yeah (laughs) oh no (laughs) <laughs> i uh i drank some water and i don't know what's happening uh, coronavirus um but yeah no it was it's my mom has always had this kind of fascination with um being preppy and being um a wannabe wasp like she had i was i feel like i have the original preppy handbook somewhere that is currently out of print um but yeah she always liked it. i remember i even as a kid like she would want to have like that the j crew look you know when i was a kid it was like the 90s where j crew had evolved from the catalog based brand into the you know full the full-fledged you know i guess mall brand you mm-hmm. would call it that um but you know like it was it was like it was like that look right the khakis polo shirts oxfords um you know like puffer vest you know it was yeah like spencer said it was like polo ralph lauren except on the more accessible side maybe yeah. more middle class as opposed to like the upper or luxury
1: class because i think the comparisons to like was. ralph lauren and polo especially come when you think about you know the catalogs aren't nearly as big a deal now but when they were coming out that was like very you know lifestyle branding like that was yeah that was all pictures of people like canoeing or like at beautiful like you know cape cod beaches stuff like that yeah, yeah,
0: you know, uh, like, in our, in the the discussion for our um, elitist, um, or the per- uh, perception of elitism in menswear, um, some people on Reddit kind of talked about how Ralph Lauren was the first brand to kind of remove lifestyle from fashion, but I really don't think so, because it's mm. so integral to, like, it, it. maybe it showed, like, that a guy, you know, Ralph Lipschitz, whatever, who was not a member of the elite could, you know... Have this vision for what the brand should be, but they st- you know they, it still showed like a world, and J. Crew did that same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's just kind of it's just really interesting to kind of see, and uh, clearly to my parents, you know, my parents I don't think really bought Ralph Lauren, but they had J. Crew stuff, and they wanted that kind of aspirational thing that a lot of people again, again you know really want to, which is why it's it's so it's so classic, and it's kind of instrumental in the revival of classic menswear oh, or at like least the, the, the at preppy, least in the terms the of preppy hashtag revolution menswear of the late or
1: 2010s j crew was like that was it
0: yeah, yeah 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 i mean the whole like not just preppy stuff too but like the whole heritage menswear mm-hmm. movement and everything raw denim it's it's because so when you guys look at it like in its heyday it was with uh what, what was it like mickey drexler uh, Jenna Lyons, yeah. I think, for, for the women's line. And then they had Frank Mutagens, mm-hmm. who used to work, I think, at Ralph Lauren, or who was a big designer as well. And he, he did all and, the
1: uh, Wallace and Barnes stuff, which is still yeah, exactly, yeah. The, I mean, the best stuff that they have in there, although he is no longer connected to it.
0: Yeah, and we'll get back and yeah. we'll get into the evolution in a second. But, you know, it, it was like that time where it was, to me, to me at least, it was a really big, you know it was such a big force because i uh, you know when the, when the article by dyke worker came out um my friends all of us in this little in our little group chat texting thing we were all talking about it and you know at the time in what the 2010s it yeah. was post it was like mad men like a uh, current mad Men, but also kind of post Mad Men time where things were kind of moving into like that well because he know, talks about 2009 and
1: i think is when the liquor store in new york opened and that's when he that's when at least uh derek kind of puts like j crew's top moment yes the height of his cultural relevancy was like like 2009 in terms of like just menswear well
0: yeah yeah well because i mean at that time right menswear blogs were coming out Mm -hmm. um you you start to see menswear as like its own thing you know and at the liquor store, which unfortunately closed like a couple months after we visited it back yeah. in 2018, um, was you know it was one of their first. I, I don't know if it was I think their it first, was but they
1: the the, the first standalone the, men's store. Which okay, wasn't, yeah. So, which, as far as men's brands goes, I can't think of any other like or mall brand. I mean, I can't think of any mall brand that has just like a men's store. Like there's yeah exactly there's Macy's men's, but I mean that's like you know that's a department store, not just a regular brand.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was it was like an independent place that was just mens, and they also they, I think they had like a separate buy or something there because you could get like collaboration stuff, you can get other mm-hmm. outside brands. It was like there. a lot
1: more boutique than the rest of their stores. It was like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It and, you know it's
0: like they were they were tapped into this this I you know this time where, you know, like two thousand eight was when the Armory I think opened or so, well, two thousand ten or something like that. So it was like that time where menswear was becoming its own thing where Mm -hmm. people were starting to like look at more places again male fashion advice started around you know close to around that time raw denim everyone's getting to that so it was it was interesting you know i say that a lot but but j crew had really at that time at least tapped into what was happening in the men's in the men's fashion world and to me again so i'm going back to this thing uh in the group chat to me j crew was like the height of that, because as a guy living in L.A., but not the L.A. you guys think of, like, downtown Montauk, or like, east, like, you know, more near the San Gabriel Valley area, we didn't have anything like that. Like, at my local mall, which has gotten better now, uh, in terms of, like, entertainment-wise, there's great Asian food there and, and everything else. Oh, it's still close, because quarantine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all I had was, in high school or, or and even in college, was, like, Abercrombie and Fitch, H&M Forever 21 and you know like that that was it mm-hmm. and those had their own kind of vibe right h&m and forever 21 were always like battling for like the fashion maybe you know kind of high fashion or like asian style stuff you know the cardigan and like the um skinny jeans or whatever and then you had abercrombie for like american prep classic so i didn't have j crew over there yeah um because i mean and there's even not, where, i don't
1: think there's i mean as far as like mall brands go there's definitely i don't know less j crew's than there are like H&M, yeah there's yeah
0: to. there's less and even then like even compared to like banana republic or the gap it's also yeah because less. you can find
1: like banana republic gap in like almost every mall like I, I don't know if this is nationwide or just california but at least in orange county where you know we you would expect there to be a, a bigger market for j crew there's just yeah. like two two stores there's the one in southwest right. plaza and there's one in brea and i think that's it
0: yeah i i had one near where i live in pasadena but it was like it was old town pasadena and that was uh for those of you don't know it's kind of like a um walking around kind of but not not like that that uh, wasn't a
1: combined men's and or that was that wasn't it was it was yeah it was just it
0: was a regular store and And so at the time right at this you know at this point in time where men's was happening i wasn't like i was in high school i was in college i was kind of starting but i was more at the vintage i didn't really drive around a lot so like i wouldn't want to go to this place where you had to like pay for parking or find street parking just to go shop at j crew like that wasn't in my mind so exactly j. And, j. Crew didn't and, really become a thing and until another later.
1: thing is like if you're like ethan or i you're probably not going to want to go into a j crew unless it's the just the men's store and that's because the way that most j crews are laid out is this is this is true in the in like you know just in the company over wall um women's stuff like sells way higher volumes than men's stuff like women and it they're, still they're, is their women's know, wear for is for still like true. that's what's like keeping the brand going like their men's stuff isn't that important um so when you go into the stores it's like mostly women's stuff and then there's like one small room that has like five shirts and some chinos or whatever but, and like maybe
0: like a couple of suits as well
1: but what's cool about the men's store that like i was you know that i work in um I mean obviously it's just like all dedicated to men's stuff. So we have a lot of the third the third like party collaboration stuff. Mm-hmm. Um we get a lot of the limited edition or special edition stuff, which is cool. But yeah. Uh not all J crews are like that and a lot of the men's ones are just closing.
0: Yeah. So even the um, store that
1: I work at is gonna be combining with the women's store, or at least yeah. that is the plan currently. <laughs>
0: Well, let, let me go. Let me go talk about Spencer's yeah. uh, special little menswear store, because so, again, I did not have anything like this. I didn't have any independent menswear. If I want to get independent menswear, um, th- I would go to like Joyride Vintage. Right. I would mm-hmm. go to like the vintage stores that specialize in menswear. I'd go to Benny. Uh, shout out Reese's Vintage Pieces. Yep. Um. But so I went to school near Riverside, not not. It wasn't UCR. Uh, no, not Tufts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I went to this, you know, place. And, again, Riverside is in the desert. It is definitely, like, kind of also suburbia. Um, there is not a lot of, I guess, like, menswear culture down yeah, there. Yeah, it's, you know, pretty, again, far, like it's a pretty
1: far from L.A. and, like, Orange County. Yeah, yeah. So, so
0: it's not, like, the, kind of the best place. Um, but it was only about 45 minutes with some light traffic to south coast plaza which is when you where spencer lives it, and spencer uh the uh, south coast plaza is a very fancy mall it mm-hmm. has like canali um ysl uh berluti uh fashion yeah i mean yeah they um, got like they got brioni of, they got it, yeah. it's a bunch of stuff and so like this mall like to me i when I I got more comfortable driving at the time, I was like a sophomore in college. I made friends with my friends uh, with Raj. He's always killing it. Check out that episode. But we would go to South Coast Plaza like once every couple of weeks because it was like, whoa, like, this is where we would – but would go to like do menswear of course we couldn't buy anything we could barely afford h&m as it is because we were college students you know we didn't really have jobs um i didn't even get like a job till like almost my senior year because i was so young and scared um <laughs> yeah, but to be, it was, to be it clear was it's like when ethan
1: says like oh i was finally getting comfortable drive senior like your sophomore year of college you were what like 17 18?
0: Seven. i was like 17 18 years old yeah, yeah so I, it's not yeah. i i graduated college at uh, high school at 16 and mm-hmm. uh most people drive around that time, but because I was like applying for stuff, I just didn't have time. I didn't want to burden my mind with uh, with, with, with driving.
1: What to do with the wheel?
0: Yeah, like what the fuck do you do, right? The Prindle yeah. and everything. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it was it was really great, and so. You know, yeah, we went to Banner Public and this, you know, all those stores, they still had some mall brands, too, because, of course, they're not stupid enough to just have luxury stuff. They still Mm -hmm. had H&M, they still had Zara. Um, But the selection there and the staff were, like, a cut above the rest. Yeah, like, all the stores
1: are kind of, like, the higher tier version. Exactly. They had stuff.
0: And, sure enough, this was a place that had the men's only j crew there the mm-hmm. the women's one was like a, a different totally different part of the mall yeah it's so like, across, it was like it's
1: also huge and just looks way different it's a different vibe than than our store
0: yeah so the men's store i went in there and i was like taken aback because okay so you think about banana public yeah that's like okay i mean i'm a banana public alma mater nothing right home about um but you know i was used to like going to nordstrom with my mom going to macy's maybe not macy's my mom was not she'd always wanted to go to nordstrom at least <laughs> but you go to ralph lauren which there was a ralph lauren store there as well mm-hmm. and you, you know what you're used to is seeing guys wearing like a black suit navy suit plain white shirt solid tie but i went to this j Crew, and they're like it was i wasn't in uh, i wasn't in um male fashion fits at the time. So this is where I first saw like jeans cuffed with like boots, but with like a cardigan on top. I saw like a guy wearing like a chambray sport coat or like linen trousers, yeah. loafers and everything. It was like, cause at the time, again, I was into vintage menswear. My only friend was like Spencer. And now this, you know, Raj, who was more preppy, you know, he, his parents like shopped at Brooks Brothers. He would buy like Brooks Brothers children stuff. Cause he's a very small guy. <laughs> But, like, so he would kind of show me like Pity Womo a little bit, um, I started to get kind of in the j crew as I was expanding my style with vintage and everything, but like seeing it in person was like such a big deal to mm-hmm. me, and I was like this is this is crazy, so to me, I mean, I'm sure this is like what guys felt like when they first saw like the armory where it was like the first one of the first like independent menswear stores that was like curated that people who worked there dressed with personal style and incorporated you know maybe not everything from the store, but like had a sense of like you know experimentation and everything and it was such a big deal to me i mean
1: yeah yeah because i never i never really went to south coast plaza by myself either until i guess you started working there and you'd be like hey you know like let's hang out at the mall before my shift or after my shift whatever um and yeah whenever we went into the jaker men's store what was really cool about it especially at that time maybe less so um now <laughs> but it seemed like everyone that worked there was was into it was really yeah really passionate about like just dressing well and it wasn't like this is like just a job yeah. it, it felt more like kind of like what you were saying like the armory drakes or whatever obviously yeah. not at the same level but you could go in there and you could talk to them about something and you could tell that they're not just like oh yeah here's what it says on the tag like they know about it they know about the product and they like have an opinion on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it was it was really crazy. I mean, and just in general too, like the way they, the guys that worked that looked like facially, like this is going to be really weird, but like, you know, it was different than like Like, like when I went there, like I saw guys wearing this is like what twenty fifteen ish, 2014, 2013 for me. Like I saw guys where, like they're not with just like undercuts, but like they had like maybe like a middle part you know or like mm-hmm. they had the um the round like glasses you know with like a beard kind of you know you could call it hipstery but it didn't look like you know you're wearing like a, a vintage band t-shirt and like a flannel like they were doing that but with menswear
1: they did all kind you of know. dress like like Joseph Gordon Levitt a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah yeah at the time it was you know but like again to a guy who you know lived in like East LA who went to H&M all the time and you know people who hate their lives work there or whatever or and um went to school went to university in near the desert it was like it was such a mind-blowing thing to me and unfortunately i did not work there because um i guess they weren't hiring when i I was looking for a part-time job
1: they were a little bit more you know they had they offered things like commission and full-time if you were just a sales associate with which they yeah do so it might have been a little bit more like quote-unquote like a higher end place to work than it is now
0: yeah, yeah. And mm. and at the time so again at the time I worked at Banana Republic because also my schedule didn't allow me to be free for a lot of different stuff. So I worked um <laughs> right next door at Banana <laughs> Republic. Um uh, but on my l- I mean Banana Republic compared to to the two and even today like J. Crew was just always like just a little bit better in terms of like design and I, in terms I, of just like
1: curation. They yeah, they've always had like I guess more of a distinct voice which a lot of mall brands don't have anymore. Like, going back to Banana Republic, it used to be this really cool, like, kind of outdoor safari gear place that it's it's not anymore now. It's just a generic place that's, like, you could just get... You get nicer, sl- slightly nicer stuff than you do at, like, H&M or whatever. You know, same thing with, like, yeah. Abercrombie, which used to be a legit, like, outdoor, like, hunting store. Yeah.
0: It was... It's It's so weird because... So, when I worked at Banana Republic, like, it was okay. I think that our suits... Were finer in terms Mm -hmm. of like compared to J Crew. Like I mean, I think Banana public wanted to be more of like a like an accessible luxury brand, not exactly fast fashion, but you know that a little bit higher end. So it was a little bit interesting to see because like polos at Banana Republic were like performance polos ish, you know, slim fit, kind of like jersey stretch, whatever, plain t shirts. Um, The chinos Banana Republic at the time though were top tier because that's I still own mine, and they were, like, mid to rise, but I lost weight since then, so they sit higher. Really great <laughs> stuff. But, you know, Crew had, like, field jackets. They had, again, like, chambray, like, overshirts. They had fucking, like, aloha, like, actual aloha I remember, shirts. I remember
1: a suit that you were, you were trying on that you didn't buy that I tried to get you to buy, which was, like... Oh, yes. Navy three-piece, like, wide whale corduroy with, like, yeah, yeah, pockets... Yeah, yeah. Which, at the time, like, I hadn't seen, like, any other, any other mall brand do stuff like that. And, and
0: neither, neither did I, you know? Like, it was, it was so crazy to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing that. Seeing tweed check jackets. Um, you know, of course, at the time, I wasn't thinking about how low their button stance is and two buttons and, of, and how and they, they suck I mean, and everything. I, it's,
1: it's another thing I remember from going into the store in, like, 2014, 2015, whatever, is, like, how full that, like, back room was. Like, the Ludlow room with all their suits they had a ton of like ties really cool pocket squares and this was and like they worked with drakes too they was, worked and with drake's this was for yeah some, like the first time squares. that i saw like drake style pocket squares or whatever um mm-hmm. before i knew what drake's was but i would see these cool pocket squares with old like you know oh this looks like a medieval tapestry or whatever or it's like and it's, yeah and i was th- like damn they... this is so cool yeah it was it was really crazy
0: it's just it was so eye opening to to kind of see. And, uh, before we get any further, I want to say a little, a little thing. I'm pretty sure the guys who worked there, this is like before, like maybe two or three iterations of that J. Crew store before Spencer mm-hmm. worked there, but I'm pretty sure they got tired of me walking in and not buying anything. Cause I was just, I just wanted to be around it. You know, yeah. like I wish I could work there. Um, because Ben at public again, like it, a lot of people who worked there was like a job. I remember I made like a slim, name for myself because I dressed because I liked it. and I would talk to people like I would, um, a couple times people would walk in there with Alan Edmonds bags in, in Banana Republic and I'd be like, oh, did you get the um, fuck, I, can't, I forgot the name, but like the McAllister or some, something like the name of like what the Park Avenues or something yeah, the and they're Macalester, like how oh, did you know? Yeah, that's a J Crew thing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they probably said, like, Park Park Avenue Mm -hmm. or something, and they're like, like, how did you know? And I'm like, in my mind, it's like, because that's what you would get, like, if you're buying, like, the one shoe from, you know, uh, Alan Edmonds or whatever. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure those guys there, um, I can imagine them in my head right now, like, oh, look, it's that guy again who just comes in here, who works downstairs at Banana Republic, but comes in here just to look at stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's that sense of, like, looking around that was really – Cool, like I had never like done that before. Yeah, like my my when when you buy clothes, at least to, to, and to a lot of people, you go there to buy something, but J was like the first place to actually shopped at because, like I said, it was so full of just different stuff that you mm-hmm. wouldn't normally see. Like Banana Republic did not have like you know a shawl collar dinner jacket they did not have fucking like braided belts um, yeah. they did not have barber collaborations or harrington jackets in there which is
1: okay and- that's another that's another really cool thing that i liked about j crew is i would this is like people would learn about aldens and barber for the first time coming into our store or whatever like you know we had a couple pairs of uh, we our store did not get stocked with aldens but every time someone returned them we always like kept them out on display because if we sell them, hey, that's like you know seven hundred dollars sale with one item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we'd have people come in here and be like, "Hey, how come these loafers are like so much more expensive than your mainland loafers?" And I get to tell them, I get to tell them about Alden, which was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, and also it's... one more thing about the people that worked there when you were working at Banana Republic. I'm pretty sure all of them got poached by Suit Supply.
0: Which uh, makes sense yeah. because uh, if you know if you if you know anything about menswear, at least from the level of like brand, mall brands and everything, you know that suit supply is better mm-hmm. in terms of design at the very least. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so let's move on. Now. So something changed with J Crew a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, um, one fun it's, thing it, to it's see like is it's been.
1: It's been struggling for a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, um, it, it changed hands a couple of years ago, and I think last year to like or mid twenty eighteen was when like this new vision for the new CEO or something kind of he, he was went he through. was the former
1: CEO I think of Anthropology, and he did some interview and he may be right about this. He's like, why are we still doing the Americana? 80s, yeah, eighties preppy look is that like what people want? And maybe he's right. Maybe he's right about that. But his solution. Which I personally disagreed with. And this was like, I think right after the time that I got hired is he was like, we're going to take a lot of, we're going to just make a lot of this stuff more g- generic, like less, you know, like,
0: and yeah. And that's why I hated banana Republic because mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't interesting
1: to me. And so you know? like, you know, all of a sudden we started getting all these like super elasticy jeans. We got all these like tech pants, tech clothes, whatever. But you guys of,
0: had those derbies that were awful yeah, well, at least I the, think they were awful with the
1: little like ribbon pull tab things on the back
0: yeah they had like like what you see on like chelsea boots like the pull tabs and mm-hmm. then you also had the um they had like metal eyelets yeah and as well uh, contrasting souls. contrast holes oh god but yeah. I mean that's Only, just
1: yeah that was like right after I got hired isn't when when yeah that
0: and it was it was it's just so sad to see that, that that's the kind of like you know when you look at J. Crew. I think it provides a a bigger view on how people view fashion, or men's fashion, from both a business standpoint and from a consumer standpoint. But we can get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I I even noticed some of the changes. I mean, it was it was sad to see. I had only bought a few things from J. Crew because my if you guys know me very well, like you'll know that my style changes very quickly in terms of like how I buy things like I think I always know what I want to look like and it's you know I I I'm I'm smart enough not to like go all in on something you know because I think a lot of people make the mistake of I want to dress up so then they buy their whole wardrobe from Mm J.Crew but like for me I know that, like, okay, I wanted, like, the whole Drake shawl collar cardigan thing that's cashmere, but I don't want to own cashmere. But at the time when I was around that mall, they had a brown lambswool shawl collar cardigan, which I bought, and I still own, and it's great. It still mm-hmm. lasted this long, you know. Um, and it was... Seeing less and less of that, at least on, uh, you know, when, when Spencer worked there was,
1: was pretty sad because... Because, I mean, even by the time I worked where there... Where would I there go? Was still, there was yeah. still a lot of stuff at j crew that i was not really interested in like i didn't buy a whole lot of our casual shirts because i didn't really want like the small collars i don't own any of our pants except for a pair that i got for free because the rise was always too low like i didn't i don't think i bought any of our shoes other than our sneakers but still like you know there was still a lot of stuff that even if I didn't personally like, I'm like, okay, yeah. it's cool that they're doing, it's cool that we have patchwork Madras shirts, even if they're, yeah, because even the, the, the colors thing
0: that. when you, when you read all of those, um, articles about J Crew or those things on like on, on uh, male fashion device, even though it's not like the, the last place you should shop out once you get to that fashion nirvana standpoint, it still shows a lot of like regular guys, what variety there mm. are because banana Republic does not have Madras shirts, you know? Um, uh H&M won't have Madras shirts. You in order to get that you would either go to Brooks Brothers which may not be the best fit for you. Also there where where is Brooks Brothers anymore now? There's even less of those than J Crew.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but you know you have that. You again. You had like the like one of the best stuff about J Crew was like the outerwear. It was it was like you know like the the mechanic jacket or like the anorak stuff. It's crazy. Or, you know, like, I mean, again year, these are yeah, mainly and Barnes. Come with, like, but like a couple, you know
1: couple different like three pocket short coats. They're usually really good stuff like that. Just yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah
0: and, spend, and you own like the, the brown corduroy one which is fairly recent that one's yeah. really great you know and i guess i mean that probably shows that uh that that man's view of making it more generic did not pan out and they pivoted f- f- back a little you know yeah because within the course I, of that I, year. as
1: far as i know we still don't have a ceo it's still just the board running everything so after yeah. they after they got rid of the last guy whose name i can't No, gavin it. belson gavin belson <laughs> That's right. After they, got, <laughs> after they got after they got rid of him, um they were like, "Okay, we're just gonna be operating the company, like you know, without a CEO, just the board making decisions for the time being." And as far as I know, they have still haven't hired a new CEO.
0: Yeah. Um. So I mean, we'll see. It's apparently, didn't really work out because now they're under bankruptcy. But I think one of the reasons, you know, we, we talk about issues here, um. I think one of the big things is like the price point of J crew because it was like never the even, cheapest place. It is definitely not because to me, even now, well, ish now, but like it was, it's very expensive. Like eighty, sixty $60 for like a button up shirt is crazy to me. Mm. Um, because, in this new world, you're starting to get more and more custom or being accessible to artisanal brands which are definitely more expensive, but a better value. Mm-hmm. you know like a, an Ascot Chang shirt, even though your minimum order is four shirts um, for first time, it's still what like 250. And it's totally and it's totally custom made to your body. It's bespoke and you get to, you know, pick the fabric from these reputable mills or our house mills. Um, but you go to, you know, J.Crew, you get like the secret wash shirt that's like 60 or 70 bucks. And it's, you know, short in the body, short in the collar. It's kind of a slim fit. Uh, there's classic fit tube or whatever. But, you know, it's like, OK, it's kind of a weird point to, you know, i mean it's the same thing like every
1: time when i worked at j crew or men's warehouse every time i sold a suit like greater that that was more than like 1500 bucks or whatever i'd be like whoa you know like why are you buying off the rack if you're spending this much
0: yeah and and j crew suits i mean like they're like what 700 dollars altogether yeah and it's like
1: okay so here's what i'll say about j crew suits i think we use some really good mills i really like a lot of the cloth that we use But I don't, I'm not a huge fan of how the suits are cut. I don't own any of our suits.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you have, you have all that. And even to like regular people, you know, again, Spencer and I both worked at the mall. People aren't ready to pay that price because they're, the world just doesn't dress up like we do. And we've talked about this plenty of times uh, in the course of the podcast and in person. But it's, you know, it's it's hard for people to justify that whole, like, okay, I need, like, a, a shirt. What makes it better to go to J Crew And mm-hmm. saying that, yeah, well, these are dyed a little bit better. You know, these are more comfortable. The indigo is really great. Or, or the suit is coming from the smell. People don't really get that. And so mm-hmm. the more and more that this happens, the less people... Are okay with it and then you have the opposite part where they then they do the whole sale um strategy which was like a revolving sale because i mean
1: some i mean i'm not so here's what ended up happening a lot because we have constant sales going back to what you were saying about the suits so on in general like the kind of regular ludlow suit um total with pants is going to come out to about 650 which a lot of the guys that came in were either there for a job interview or they had a wedding to go. It's hard to justify spending $650 on something you're probably only going to wear once or twice. So whenever we were running 30% off, 40% off sales, people would come in and say, Hey, are your suits on sale? And I'd say, Nope. And they said, okay. And then they'd leave, (laughs) walk out. Yeah.
0: Same thing happened at banana Republic, except that banana Republic, the suits aren't as good as the J crew, (laughs) at least in terms of design and, um, Fabric and everything, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, if you look on you look on Reddit now. Every time people recommend stuff, they always say, "Yeah, you can go to J Crew, but wait till it's on sale." Yeah, you exactly. know, or or check out vintage J Crew on eBay. Mm-hmm. And those are, I mean, I uh Spencer or someone, one of our friends owns a vintage J Crew uh, barn coat from like back in like the nineties, which they I revamped. Think, which I'm very an- happy that they Andy. gave me. It's Andy, yeah. I think yeah, yes. Yeah. But um, yeah,
1: both of us, both of us have the. Okay, that's another line that we could talk about. The J Crew always line, which is their like '80s reproduction or reissue stuff. I've I really liked a lot of that too. It was. I, I mean, mean, yeah, and it was like it didn't feel quite like you know like whenever Urban Outfitters or whatever takes like makes like weird '80s stuff because they right. actually did use pretty like hefty. Like durable fabric, it it it's it's
0: it's my the one I have is like my go-to rain jacket because I don't have a barber, unlike uh, Spencer and now Matt. Please don't get on like yeah. Um, And you know, so it's 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 really they they had some good stuff, Mm -hmm. and um, it's it's a little bit sad to see them go. I mean, I I'm on the side of like innovation and like you know, well, I don't I don't like that jobs are being lost and everything, but we are truly entering this new like era of men's fashion, not just because malls may not exist after this. Um, and, you know, in these places, but like what, what, what J crew kind of represents. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, you know, banana public H and M, they don't have a look. We didn't have a banana public look, but J crew has always had a look it had, it was always tapped into this Americana every man, but slightly dressed up and preppy or whatever
1: aesthetic. Yeah. I think, I, I think, think so. Well, no, you, can, you finish your point.
0: I, I, I was just going to say that that this is kind of like what Derek is talking about in his stuff. is like what, what will happen from here now? What will, you know, what will, how will people know what to wear? How will regular guys, where will regular guys go? Hmm. So
1: I, I think maybe one of the problems is that just like, like men think about fashion way differently than they did even like 10, 15 years ago. Because now, yeah. because now I don't think there's really any room in the market for like, we sell basics, but like with a slight twist or whatever, because I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm talking about at my ass, but I feel like right now, gross guys, either want to just dress like the MFA basic bastard, in which case they can go to H&M or, you know, more likely UD and uh, do that pretty well or they want to get into a more, like, niche style. Like, they want to do streetwear, yeah. they want to do techwear, they want to do classic menswear, which you're not going to be shopping at mall brands to get these things. Yeah. And so I no, think, that, I think the, people, the people that just want to dress like the basic bastard, so as, they, as, you know, as our friend Rory said, they can be better dressed than 80% of the population. They don't want to spend, like you said, $70 on a single button-up. They want to be able to get an entire outfit for seventy dollars.
0: Yes, and that—that's again, that's a hard, a hard mentality to kind of beat because that is. I don't think you you can't.
1: Yeah, you can't beat that, and I don't think the old way. I don't think the old way of like the old way of how men think about that. Because also,
0: I mean, nowadays, I think you know a lot of people are more, like, like we said, are more and more literate in a sense Mm -hmm. of what they want out of fashion. So. You know I could see back back in the back in the day, like I was, you go to j crew and you're like floored by like the selection. you are like, "Whoa, this is crazy you know i need to, I need to shop here because clearly these guys know more than me, or they're doing something different than what I'm doing, but nowadays, people have male fashion advice it's growing it's like two two point two million people mm-hmm. on there that's the size of a fucking city, a small town ta- or at least a small town or something where you know. You have these guys not just comparing, like, Uniqlo to Bennett Public, but they're comparing, like, Gustine Jeans to, like, Naked and Famous to yeah. LVC or whatever. Even, and they're regular guys. They're they're not going to dress up like me and Spencer, but they still know a lot more than what I did in mm-hmm. 2014 w- regarding regular menswear. Yeah, And so, you know, it's – there is not – that much space for j crew and you know derek you know the people are giving derek shit because he had a very uh click-a-baity title where he's like no one's like this place um, it, it was j crew taught to American dress. america
1: men had addressed without j. Yeah. j crew they're lost or whatever which the article was it, fine there was it, there yeah, was like yeah. there was like one or two twitter threads making fun of it yesterday article was fine the headline was dumb
0: yeah but i can you know i can see where the the thing the issue is there because the upside is people will be more inclined to go to these boutique brands and everything. Um, but as we talked about in the lifestyle, um, previous episode, there is that sense of, if you know, you know, mm-hmm. in menswear, even regular menswear, right? So it's, it's kind of like the opposite could happen where people feel more and more intimidated than ever. And they, they just refuse outright to even try. Cause as, as, which,
1: as um, as, as Derek says in, in his Washington post thing, the the if if you like if you could say the best thing about J. Crew was that um it was reasonably priced. Almost everything ish. there was Yeah it was reasonably ish priced, especially if you get it yeah. on sale. Everything there was pretty solid. So if you're like a college student or a high school student or something looking to get started, you could be safe going into J. Crew and buying your whole outfit now. But without it, you can you are your options are either just like go to you know unique low or another mall brand or you have to do your research and find the best online chino that cuts out the middleman and sells direct to consumer like you know <laughs> yeah and you have to yeah. do that for and that's where the you- and that's where the
0: youtuber rents comes in there why why that's happening exactly you know it's all yeah. it's all kind of connected right so yeah and guys are being are getting more more lost and like 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 rory said like this is a place you could go to to get dressed for everything, and mm-hmm. you'd be you'd be fine, you know. And again, like I said, J.Crew Crew had way more options, so you could experiment by going to J Crew and come out more interesting than a guy who went to Banana Republic or Massimo Dutti, yeah. um, you know, in a more classic sense, um, you know. So, but to me, the the issue that I was that I was I brought up in my in my, my chat was that I. Don't like that idea where you should just come out and be acceptable. I my hope is that it forces guys to kind of not just look out and have to like not be intimidated by the sourcing, but just kind of think about it as like, okay, what made J Crew J Crew? What is this taste thing here? And hopefully that will be like, okay, what how like how do I navigate that part now? I don't think that many guys will get there easily. I don't think many people
1: are going to do that.
0: Yeah. But I mean clearly what I was talking about, Matt, please don't get a mic, is is that I always liken it to just kind of like taste, right? I think of things like like restaurants and you know, you go to a Chinese restaurant to eat Chinese food you don't necessarily know how to have you need to know how to cook it, mm-hmm. but you know that Chinese food is not Indian food. You have like a, a taste. You you know what that is. Just like how people today can see a Wes Anderson film and be like, okay, well that looks like Wes Anderson. Even there's a whole subreddit based on like this picture looks like a Wes Anderson photograph. You know, and if if the world is moving in that direction. Right. And it's clear that it is where lots of people like on TikTok, like kids younger than me, have like watched way more classic films, deep diving into, you know, the difference between different directors and writing. It is my hope that they that this transfers into the world of menswear and or the world of men's fashion at the very least, because you don't have to dress like Ethan or Spencer or or Mark Cho or, or, or Michael Hill and everything. But it's the idea that there is different styles out there that have an identity and so, yes, they're going to have to go to these boutiques. But maybe they'll be like, okay. Well, that reminds me of J Crew. Now, what is things like like that that, that looked similar that can give the same vibe across? But if, you know, if J Crew's not here, I have to go somewhere else. And that's kind of just my hope. And that's why I don't want it to be like okay, J Crew's gone. How are men gonna get dressed? You know, mm-hmm. because that even though it's not a it's a clickbaity headline. That stuff kind of still gets passed around every once in a while, where guys have to do the bare minimum to get dressed. And at, at this point in time, we did have places like that where you could do that. But who knows what will happen in the future yeah. going forward? Yeah, because I mean, um, it's
1: like what what was it like 2019? The biggest like fashion realtor was like Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Like who knows if like brick and mortar? How long brick and mortars? I think. I think brick and mortar stores are always going to be around, but who of kn- like who knows when it's going to transition into like bonobo's like model where you just try something on and then they place an order for you or something like that. That might be that might be the future of men's retailing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard because the whole you know. You have you have two different things like like I said earlier. You have the business side where you really want to make a profit. Which I mean, hey, if I was a business owner, that's what you would have to do, right? We're trying to do that in the podcast. We're trying to, you know, at least make some make some make some dough here. Um and then you have the other side where it's the consumers where you want taste, you want something. And it's this constant battle between the two where which makes this whole next stage in menswear in men's fashion or the fashion industry in general very interesting to watch mm-hmm. and a little bit scary because like Spencer said, we don't know if what's going to happen, if if brick and mortar is going to stay there. Yeah. Um, clearly, um, you know, the men's, the independent men's stores are closing. Uh, when you look at the pie charts, women's clothing still, even today, outpaces menswear. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the height, uh, you know, the height of designer and, and, and sneakers where, you know, the bubble might explode compared, you know, as uh, the throwing fits guys say. We're going to be in a post-sneaker world. Um, there's an article I read, like, it's up in the post-trend world, you know, where now we have, like, very, uh, we have a lot of different niches Yeah, I mean, and this everything. Is what, this
1: so, is what, what we've, I think we've talked about in a previous episode. There's no, yeah. I mean, there still is, but there's no longer any sort of big cultural, like, or generational, I guess, like, style of dress. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because I've been watching a lot of uh, I'm rewatching Mad Men, um, mm-hmm. which I found out is a thing that a lot of people are doing right now. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was just thinking about the cultural role that um, hippies filled, and you know, you always compare them to like hipsters or whatever. But it's like I don't think it's it's the same thing because like, okay, so when when you th- like hippies dressed a certain way, which really kind of like denoted a a spot in the culture, like yeah, a yeah. lifestyle and ideology, and like it immediately told people, "This is what I'm about." And I'm not sure there's any like popular style of dress that can do that anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean that you know then that's why a lot of these big brands. I mean Barney's is closed too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of like a different idea because that's more of a department store that doesn't really have its own unique identity. Um, but it's yeah, we don't we don't really have that at all anymore and j crew closing or at least going bankrupt and going through restructuring is one piece in what could potentially change everything in the future yeah because again like i said like j crew was like a big a big thing to me before you know i think one of our friends um, who makes his own clothes, uh, John, walked into like a JQ when he was a kid and he'd be like, oh shit, you can wear stuff like that. You know, like when I was there, like seeing like a denim shirt with like a fucking puffer vest, no one did that. I mean, I, Spencer and I grew up with like, um, grew up with uniforms. So yeah. we didn't really see a lot of like personal expression, at least from like the younger younger style. And then when I was in college, um, a lot of the people I went, I went to one of the most diverse campuses in, in America. I think we have like a, a, a award for that. Um, but people like you know business majors would wear just like the uh, the gingham J Crew shirt <laughs> and like chinos when they wanted to like dress up or be like business casual but then you go to the actual J Crew store you see like puffer vest over like a sport coat you know have all this kind of stuff and it's it's again indicative of like the 2010 to like 2017 time before this whole restructuring before it's the CEO left and then mm-hmm. the restructuring thing but like it was a way for me to see the wider world of menswear, dumbed down or you know diluted into a mall brand. Yeah, because they. Uh, I mean, it's look, like like right? you said,
1: they were working with Drakes, but I always I always thought that a lot of the stuff they were doing was like okay, you know, this is like a cheaper version of Drakes. We had. We, okay, yeah. so this is this is something that I originally thought was a cheaper version of Drakes, but Ethan um, thinks that they're the same thing. We so Drakes came out with their mock toe Chucka boot. Um, oh yes, and then yeah. the next year J Crew had a version that looked just like it um, in a different colorway. In a different colorway, and so at first I was like, "Oh, this is just us like seeing Drakes make something and then we rip it off." But you think they're made in the same factory? Someone told me. I I I, I this is not me. I don't. I I know all the people
0: I currently know at Drakes are in different areas now, so they can't this is it's also it also was not one of them it was some random dude who i think lived near a shoe factory or something or had someone worked in, but he was like bro they're the same thing yeah I'm because like, no the, way. And the,
1: the j crew shoes were probably like 150 i don't remember it's been like a couple weeks <laughs> it's weird because it's oh it's i i haven't been there like we said it's i don't know like eight weeks or something since we've been at home but it feels yeah. like years since the last time i went to j crew
0: yeah, I mean, even though I don't go anymore because I go to the yeah, bloke now, which again anyway, I, I yeah, prefer independent places. The J. The J-Crew places.
1: shoes were something like one fifty, and the, the Drake shoes, how, what were they like? Like
0: four four hundred, I think, yeah. or four fifty, or something like that. But anyway, you know, my point but is it was, that
1: yeah, we're like watered. We we made stuff that was like watered down Drakes.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it it just shows like the J. Crew taste level, um, apart from the whole uh commando sold uh derbies with leather yeah. with uh, metal eyelets apart from that that's very brief stage it had such a great taste level because mm-hmm. i i would be confident and recommend people to go to j crew like it's not when people ask me or spencer hey how do I dress like you guys like that's a loaded question because yeah. we pull and uh, we pull from a lot of different inspirations and including our not not just our colleagues and friends but people we look up to they have their weird inspirations like they'll look at a fucking painting and be like okay this suit is inspired by that or this tie mm-hmm. you know it's like so the, this it, color really,
1: combination yeah,
0: yeah. I, it's like an old like robbie coltrane thing mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna i'm addressing like that so but like i'd be fine with like dude go to j crew they have like look at the mannequins they're like you'll be fine yeah. you know it's it's that idea and again i don't like saying that but to a person who doesn't have to look at clothes the way we do in our weird fucked up way it was it was such a great place because it like I said, it was a diluted version and it was a way that you could go to the mall because i think that a lot of people go to the mall and be like okay well i'm i'm dumb i don't know what to do i'll just dress like the mannequin or i'll just dress like the, the salespeople. and so if i told them oh i saw a dude in italy wear this they would listen to me but if they saw it in front of them, you know, a guy wearing a fucking a chambray work shirt with a wool tie. Mm. They see it in person, like, oh, okay, you that know. Works. So it's yeah. like the kind of thing of like, you know, show them the inspiration that they that they'll connect with, and that's you know what J. Crew is, and um, well, again, we'll see what happens because I mean, I, even I have some stuff from J. Crew. Um, I'm wearing. I'm wearing a polo time. shirt
1: from J. Crew right now.
0: I'm actually wearing Banana Republic right Ooh. now. Uh, I'm wearing shorts. We didn't talk about what we're wearing. I'm doing the whole schoolboy thing, which will be out uh, after the week after this. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. Uh, press time, you know. Um, but, you know, I still, uh, yeah. I have the, the barn coat. I have J Crew cords, which, again, have stretch in them, but they're high rise. And uh, they were perfect for what I needed them to be. Also, they were, like, on crazy sale. They're, like, 20 bucks, yeah. you know. And so it was, It's it has a, good place in my heart. I'm really happy that um, the one time they had like some sort of like f- free food sale thing that they asked me to like be in it and be like their personality for the day. Uh, and I put that on my Instagram and a couple of people came by to go check it out. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And I feel like that's totally up the totally up J Cruz alley. You know, mm. I, I wish maybe they had done more stuff like that. I feel like they did. Right. Because they did in New York. They had like some woman. No, influencer, like, yeah. In New York. Kind of, like a New huge York party. he got like, tons of
1: cool events. It was yeah, like come and in a couple, and buy this yeah. shirt and then we'll have this guy like embroider it for you for free. Or yeah. like paint All it. I... Yeah, some shit like that. I'm like, damn, how come we don't get any of that stuff here?
0: All we had was Ethan wearing a tied sweater over <laughs> a over a Kamboshita suit and eat like a grilled cheese or something That's right, yeah. And people walking in like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> who's that who's our guy? <laughs> you know? Uh but you know, it's I'm a little bit sad about uh seeing J. Crew because even even though i don't shop there often uh, i always buy like the one thing and i don't really go there for inspiration it's nice to see that like the mall had a gleam of hope mm-hmm. that wasn't like ralph lauren or something you know like, yeah that it wasn't... was like
1: okay this is like accessible but it still like looks good yeah and we both love uniqlo but it's like the you know it's great that they sell basics but it's like I don't know. Uh, other than their unique low U stuff, I feel like there's no like, voice. and which
0: is really hard to find in store or yeah. even see
1: it modeled in store.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, J Crew again, seeing mechanic jacket over a fucking tie, aloha shirts that looked vintage with real rayon or something yeah, like it's that. Yeah, great. Was, I always got e- like three you know, or
1: four of their aloha shirts. Yeah, every year. Yeah,
0: even yeah. Again, even though they're they're modern, I still I still would prefer a vintage one or maybe like Kamoshida, United Arrows, Japanese brand something like that the ease of access and seeing it in the hands of like regular people was like, okay, maybe we'll be okay. You yeah. know, in terms of not everyone, you know, just dressing H and M or just yeah. being like, uh, unique low. So, um, but yeah, RIP J crew, not really because they're just restructuring, who knows? but Hey, who knows what happens? Who knows what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. again? Barney's is closed. Neiman Marcus just fucking filed for bankruptcy. Again, t- those are two places I've never been to.
1: Uh, so urban <laughs> has have mo- been doing so hot before this, right? Do you think they're, uh,
0: Urban Outfitters?
1: Yeah, Urban. I, I I don't remember. I think we had a conversation. Well,
0: Urban this. Outfitters, first off, like, fucks over, like, artists oh, yeah. and designers and Like stuff. All their t-shirts They're are, awful. like, stolen art. And I don't understand why people would shop at Urban Outfitters unless you're a girl, because I feel like all the guy stuff you could just find at a fucking flea market uh-huh. or a thrift store. Exactly. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy. Yeah.
0: You know, there's not there's not curated taste. It's just ripping Where off else and selling at a higher get, price.
1: are you going to get self-help books with the F word in the title? where else are you going to find that but urban hey wait i have that like, book. Read i know that you book. do or like t-shirts of like michael scott but it's like i don't know a death grips album cover or something <laughs>
0: yeah yeah or a hat that says influencer on it yeah no i still want the cap that says creative director i think i actually <laughs> i might i'm inspired again you know oh uh, man we could talk about uh maybe we won't talk about effie castleberry and his dad hats that's Sixty five dollars for like the That'll economy. be the Patreon. <laughs> That'll be the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Well you know, our Patreon will be, will be the mean critical content yeah. thing. Um but yeah, I uh well anyway that that ends our episode. Again, um hope you enjoyed it. Uh you know, leave us uh comment on the show notes what you think about J Crew. We'll include some inspiration images from there. Yeah, we we didn't really get um, into
1: a lot of the corporate nitty gritty because I don't think either of us are super like interested. privy to that even so or, yeah, yeah or know, know much about it so like you know sorry if we didn't talk about like how upset we were when they fired Jenna Lyons or whatever who I met you did that me. was crazy yeah. I
0: did that was just you know I saw a woman come in she's wearing like this pinstripe suit with like a white like an open collared shirt and she, I was like this woman looks so familiar to me like there is something about this one like she's a, probably some designer or something and I'm like oh can I have your name so I can look up your order she goes oh yeah Jenna Lyons I'm like yep that's it <laughs> that's her um and she she has some trish mascot chang, which is really cool um but yeah i uh, hope you guys enjoyed this um mm. you know again we'll have all the links to all the articles that we talked about in here on the pod oh hey um, um
1: b- before we forget uh this episode uh we pushed another episode to do it that episode that we pushed was and A Q&A, an ama episode yes. which we will probably yeah fi- We'll get to again. it right after this one. Yes.
0: Yeah. That one episode, uh, we have links. We'll, we'll, again, we'll include links in the show notes. But send us your questions. Send us your, uh, not stories, just questions this time. Yeah. Um, on the, 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 there are also links yeah. on my Instagram, on Spencer's Instagram, on, um, on the Sound Direction Instagram, uh, where you can submit to us. You know, DM us with your questions. You know, and we'll hopefully answer most of them on that AMA. And then if we do more, we'll have those in a future AMA episode yep. as well. And um, uh, Really cool.
1: Like we said, there there was a lot of housekeeping stuff this episode. Uh, That'll all be I don't know. We can put that at the top of the show notes. So once again, that's subscribe to our Instagram or our YouTube. You've already hopefully subscribed to our Instagram, our YouTube, which is just style and direction.
0: Spelled out
1: all spelled out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Watch us on Twitch. Lots
0: of great content. Lots of good conversations on there. Um, We're Again, starting a Patreon, starting a Discord, let us know. DM us if you're interested because, in getting okay, in on so that. Okay, so this is something um, we,
1: we've talked about before. We've always wondered. People have said, oh, why don't you guys make a Patreon? But we we don't know what you guys want for bonus content. So Yeah,
0: and again, if you guys are okay with just, you know, contributing, I'm sure they'll have, like, a lower tier, you know, give, like, a thing if you feel so inclined. Like a buck a
1: month or something like that.
0: Yeah, you know, honestly, like, guys, like, we, we really appreciate – and again, I don't know who's listening we're to neither it usually i've <laughs> and like you know even
1: though we're trying to make some money on this, we're not expecting this to be like a full time job or whatever No.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, we really appreciate all the, all the great mm-hmm. comments you guys have. Again, leave us a review on, on Apple Podcasts, pod, you know, wherever you have to use it. We prefer Apple Podcasts because apparently that's what the algorithm looks at the most. But we don't really care. We we love it when you guys message us. And again, I get stuff every once in a while. Like, hey, came here from the podcast. Love your stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's really great. You know, it's the same thing from, like, the blog where it's literally just a passion project for both of us, a passion project for Matt and MJ who helped produce the pod. Please don't get on mic. Like, please god i hate you guys um <laughs> but yeah great great stuff coming up um uh, look out for the next in two weeks for the amaa episode There's, you guys have already sent a couple of great questions in there we're gonna get through those in the hour um my instagram is at ethan m wong i'm at spencer dso uh follow our instagram at sound direction i think we said everything I don't know. Remember, we'll we'll include stuff. You guys, you know, look at the show notes, whatever. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you in the next one. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.